0: The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network, Buzz Burbank, news in comment. Thursday, July 28, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news made possible when you buy earbuds and headphones through the tweaked audio banner at buzzburbank.com. President Obama and Hillary Clinton embraced after he, Vice President Joe Biden, Vice Presidential Candidate Tim Kaine and others, ripped Donald Trump at the Democratic Convention last night and sang the praises of Clinton. Obama once again called Clinton the most qualified person ever to run for president in the United States. It was the picture of unity the Democrats were hoping for, but even that was overshadowed by the latest outrage over comments by Donald Trump, comments many believe border on treason comments former CIA chief and defense secretary Leon Panetta calls inconceivable. Quoting Panetta, he asked the Russians to interfere with American politics. Think about that. Donald Trump has invited the world's most dangerous power to hack the emails of former U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. What could possibly go wrong? Russia, if you're listening, said Trump at a rally in Florida yesterday, I hope, he said, you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. He's referring to 30,000 personal emails Clinton deleted from her server before handing the rest over to investigators. That deletion angered suspicious Republicans who suspected a cover-up of something. As for the hacking invitation to Russia, Trump's referring to evidence that two Russian hacker groups working on behalf of their government had tapped into the Democratic Party's computers as they had done at the White House and other key government systems. Russia has reportedly worked with WikiLeaks before, and allegedly did so again last week with the leaking of DNC emails. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange had said in a recent interview he planned to hurt Clinton's campaign chances, a move Russia likely favors, since it faces a hard line with Clinton and what appears to be an easier road with Donald Trump. Both Russia and Trump have denied having anything to do with the hacking or the leak. Trump says he only wishes he had that kind of power. Assange says he hopes all of this ruins Clinton's chances at the White House. If the government's claim of Assange's Russian connection is true, a foreign power would be trying to influence a U.S. election. It's not likely to make a big difference, however. The leak was ostensibly aimed at splitting the Democratic vote, but poll data shows that Sanders supporters, unhappy as they may be, will in the end vote for Clinton. Those who won't make up less than 5% of Democratic voters. But it has made a close election even closer. The race is so close, it's prompted President Obama to change his tune a bit. Six months ago, the president said he was, quote, pretty confident Americans were looking for the kind of politics that feeds our hopes, not our fears. But that was before Trump actually got the nomination. After a fear-focused Republican convention, the polls show the Trump-Clinton race to be a tie at best. Now that Trump leads in some polls, Mr. Obama says anything is possible and he's just as concerned as nearly half the country. Quoting Obama, what I think is scary is a president who doesn't know their stuff and doesn't seem to have an interest in learning. That's not how our founders designed the system, said Obama. We're not a government where some strong man orders people around. Despite the shift in the polls, Hillary Clinton still has some breathing room. The Electoral College forecast says Trump still has a less than 40% chance of winning and that Clinton still appears to have about 17 more Electoral College votes than she needs to land the job at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. It now appears certain that no Baltimore police officers will be convicted of any wrongdoing in the death of Freddie Gray. Six officers had been charged after their parts in the apprehension and transportation of Gray. It was during Gray's ride in the back of a police van that he somehow broke his neck. Gray died from that injury a week later, setting off protests that turned violent At the height of the tension, Baltimore State's Attorney Marilyn Mosby filed serious and some said unwinnable charges against the officers. The tension eased, the violence stopped. The charges did prove to be unprovable. Out of four officers' trials, three were acquitted, and one was awaiting retrial after his first case ended in a mistrial. Now that officer and the remaining two are off the hook and with the charges gone, prosecutors, the officers, and their lawyers are no longer under a gag order, so they're now allowed to speak freely about Gray and the charges. Prosecutor Marilyn Mosby was the first to speak, saying, we do not believe Freddie Gray killed himself. It's been just over three weeks since Minnesota's Philandro Castile was shot to death by a police officer as he tried to comply with the officer after reportedly being stopped for a broken taillight. In the weeks that have followed, protesters have sat or stood in the street outside the Minnesota governor's mansion in St. Paul. By yesterday, police had arrested 68 of the protesters, saying it was to, quote, ensure the safety of everyone in the area. More than half the protesters left without arrest, but they say they'll be back. Islamophobia in Pennsylvania has led to a federal lawsuit for the town of Ben Salem, which rejected plans for the construction of a mosque. The Justice Department says the rejection violates the First Amendment clause that protects religion and a federal religious discrimination law. The government says Ben Salem applied tougher zoning standards than usual in denying the construction permit for an Islamic mosque. The man who shot President Reagan, Reagan's press secretary James Brady, a Secret Service agent and a D.C. cop is being released but not set free. All four men survived the gun attack by John Hinckley, but Brady was confined to a wheelchair for the rest of his life. It was an assassination attempt, but not a political one. Hinckley did it to impress actress Jodie Foster, on whom he obsessed after repeatedly watching her in the movie Taxi Driver. A jury found Hinckley not guilty by reason of insanity, and for the past 34 years, he's lived inside a Washington, D.C. mental hospital known as St. Elizabeth's. The hospital says Hinckley is no longer considered a threat to anyone, and that after three and a half decades of treatment, there's nothing more that could be done for him. Hinckley, who's already been living half the month with his mother in Williamsburg, Virginia, will now live there full-time, monitored, restricted from travel, and with various other conditions. The shooting inspired James Brady to fight for tougher gun laws, and it inspired lawmakers in two-thirds of our states to rewrite the laws that allowed a verdict of not guilty by reason of insanity. Now in its fourth year with over 3 million downloads, this is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. Every week I hear so many good things from listeners about the earbuds and headphones they've purchased to tweak audio. And they did this partly because they're loyal listeners who want to support this free daily newscast, but they came away impressed with the quality of these products. They love the prices and so will you. By going through my link, you not only support news and comment, you save an additional one-third off the already low prices. Just use the code BBNC when you check out. Tweaked Audio earbuds are warranted for life and specially designed to reduce outside noise. Hear me and everything better with earbuds and earphones from Tweaked Audio. You'll find a choice of styles and colors, even natural wood grain. Save one-third off Tweaked Audio's already amazing prices and get free shipping anywhere in the world. Just click the Tweaked Audio banner at buzzburbank.com. There was no big winner in last night's Powerball drawing. The next drawing is Saturday with an expected jackpot of $478 million. If you can, and you're so inclined, give blood. The need is urgent. The American Red Cross calls it a critical blood shortage, saying it's down to just a five-day supply. The group says at times it's sending more blood to hospitals than it's getting in donations, leaving the Red Cross less prepared for an emergency. Now the agency is offering a $5 Amazon gift card to those who donate between now and August 31st. Find out where at 1-800-RED-CROSS. Your toothpaste may soon be enhanced by nanoparticles. Even peroxide hygiene products don't get all the bacteria that hides in a sticky film on your teeth, especially if that film includes sugar. But scientists at the University of Pennsylvania say that by adding nanoparticles to the peroxide, all of the bacteria goes away, including the one that causes cavities. The researchers say nanoparticles work like enzymes and could help better protect our teeth. There will have to be more studies before it appears, if ever, in our toothpaste. The case is building, meanwhile, against e-cigarettes. Vaping advocates have argued that any possible harmful effects from an electronic nicotine delivery device must surely outweigh the dangers of traditional smoking cigarettes. They're probably still right, but with less of a margin. A new study out of Berkeley shows that the heat generated by those devices turns the glycerin and propylene glycol into toxic chemicals, including formaldehyde. All three chemicals become respiratory irritants or carcinogens. And the researchers say the more the e-cigarette heats, the more toxic chemicals it generates. As with burning tobacco, the last few puffs are more dangerous than the first few. The study comes just as the FDA prepares to regulate e-cigarettes, cigars, hookahs, water pipes, pipe tobacco, and nicotine gels starting August 8th. If they could plant a chip in your brain to make you smarter, would you let them? One of three adults surveyed in this country said yes, using synthetic blood to make us faster and stronger, also excited more than a third of us. The Pew Research Group was looking to see how new technologies of this sort might be accepted by the public. It makes most Americans uneasy, but more than a third of us would be okay with that chip in our head. Nearly half of us are enthusiastic about genetic technology to prevent hereditary flaws in babies, otherwise prone to disease. While we're more open-minded about preventing problems in future generations, we're protective of our own bodies and our minds. More than two-thirds of us don't want to chip up there and also don't want to become physically superhuman. A woman in South Korea who was afraid her son and her ex-husband were trying to take her money dumped it instead onto a busy sidewalk in downtown Seoul. She'd hired a security guard to make sure her family wouldn't interfere with her money dump. 22 million won were scattered across the walk. That's about $19,000 American. Of all the people walking near or over that money, no one picked up a single bill. In South Korea, it is illegal to pick up abandoned money, and no one broke that law that day. But the law also says the woman surrendered her claim to the money when she threw it into the street. Police say that despite the law, they wouldn't have arrested anyone for picking up the money since the woman had given up her claim to it. We haven't heard yet what has or will happen to that cash. The topic has become, as it did a couple of summers ago, snakes. And unlike two years ago, other reptiles, there's a snake roundup underway in North Korea after an infestation of snakes there. Although this snake outbreak is on North Korea's northern border with Russia, North Korea is blaming the country at its southern border, South Korea. North Korea says the snakes are part of a quote, cunning scheme hatched by South Korean spies. There's a 12-foot boa constrictor on the loose in Paulsboro, New Jersey, Police are warning residents to be on the lookout for the powerful 60-pound snake which escaped from its owner and down a hole in the ground. People are also being advised to keep their pets indoors. In Oshkosh, Wisconsin, the search is on for the owner of another reptile, a monitor lizard. The lizard's been found, but the owner has not. In the meantime, the lizard, native to Asia, Africa, and Australia, is at a Humane Association facility in North Oshkosh. A crocodile is also a reptile, and in Darwin, Australia, one family awoke this week to find a a five-and-a-half-foot-long crocodile in their bathroom. Quoting the daughter, I woke up like, what the hell? Someone had taped shut the gator's mouth and left her in that bathroom as a prank. Although many of us love Bullwinkle, it's still poor judgment to try to take a selfie with a moose, but sometimes you have to tell people what would seem to be bleeding obvious even in Canada, where it seems there are nearly as many moose as men. Conservation officers in Saskatchewan are warning the public not to try to take a selfie with the moose swimming in Wiscana Lake. Updates as they become necessary. In Australia, it was a crime without evidence. A man in a town called Humpty Doo called to report that his father had burned up all his marijuana plants. Police showed up, of course, but made no arrests after finding no marijuana. And finally, if you're out playing Pokemon Go, be sure to keep enough extra battery charge to call for help. Near Albany, New York, a 62-year-old man was out looking for artificially generated cartoon characters alone in the woods at night. It all went wrong when he stepped into a mud pit that instantly swallowed him up above his waistline. Having it handy, the man used his cell phone to call 911-911 leading rescuers to track him down by pinging his phone so while some people are trying to find pokemons some police are trying to find the players i'm buzz burbank thank you for listening and thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com i'll be back tomorrow with another buzz burbank he was in comment buzz, buzz, buzz.